Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. question until you ask it correctly hello and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church by the local church my name is josh loftus and i'm the preaching pastor at port gardner church in everett washington and i'm jack berry i'm a deacon down in tacoma washington at resurrection church resurrection church yes yes sir. i like you guys' church your church is cool well our church building well, I'm sure yeah. your church is cool too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Yes, the church, the church building is cool. I don't know anything about you guys. Could be a royal mess. I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My faith in Jack is much higher. I than will that. say you would this: not be going to a we, church in a royal mess. We are definitely a younger people group per se. Would you say you're other... younger, somewhat restlesser, and possibly no, reformer? Don't you dare. Would you bring, say Calvin is your homeboy? Don't you dare, sir, bring this up right now. I feel like burning all that to the ground. I dude. love it. I'm going to burn this oh, mother down. Dude. I love it. It's so funny, man. Oh. YIR feels like a stain. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah. No, no. You're, you're, you're definitely, because here's the thing out of YRR, mm-hmm. like we got. A twenty nine, basically. <laughs> we got Driscoll. Kind of, yeah. We got a young Chandler. We got basically all of the. You know what it is? All of the like super staunch Twitter reform boys that we see right now. They're like YRR grown up. Kind of like they just got worse. I think a lot of uh, and some of them broke off too for good reason. Yeah, but I and I get they it. Became Presbyterian. I don't. I don't know. Kidding. I Joke. Don't know if that happened. But. Joke. <laughs> yeah. Wyatt. Yeah. We aren't. We aren't the biggest fans of YRR. A lot of people go into Anglicanism. Just saying. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about that for a second. What is what is attractive? Like, hasn't the Anglican Church been dying for like a hundred years? Uh, I don't know about Anglicanism more than Episcopalians. Oh, maybe I'm thinking Episcopalian. Episcopalians. Churches. Are a little bit off the rocker now. They but they both wear robes. 
They both and wear they're the both vest- vestments. Vestments, and they both are at least complete outwardly like Catholic. I don't. Right? I wouldn't like, say that either. No, no. I would say that. Um, I will fully Catholics, admit I don't know a whole lot about Anglicans or Catholics are very Rome. Rome's our home. Uh, Rome's the the right, center, and right. Anglicans are Canterbury. Gotcha. Canterbury but is so kind of okay. Their so question: Are Anglicans Christian or Catholic? Oh, they're Christians. Okay, so they they're not. They're not. Catholics they, per se. They reject like they're Protestants. They yes. reject praying to Mary. They reject like like papal infallibility. They yeah. reject saints' intercession. I don't know about the saints' intercession thing because <gasps> I've seen some other. Th- I don't know about that. Are we they, praying to like Saint Thomas and the. Uh, I don't Saint know Jude? about that. I've seen a lot of Anglicans do the feasts of the saints. I don't know if okay. that implies praying to them, but I would say I would say. At least, at least off of my limited knowledge, I think it's different. Yeah, I think there's a difference between celebrating a saint sure. versus praying to the saint and hoping that they relay your prayer yeah. to Jesus. <laughs> I've seen, but I could be completely wrong. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen many a, a people. I don't know if Anglicanism is just. I don't think it's one step closer to crossing the Tiber, if you will, or going <laughs> Catholic, as they say. But um, I know some very, very faithful Anglicans who are very reformed and very, um, as in like covenantal confessional. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What, what confession do Anglicans adhere to? Uh, the are oh they, my gosh, are they the thirty nine Articles of Faith. Okay. Yeah, and then okay. they could also be kind of three forms of unity kind of folks too. Gotcha. So okay, of what I've seen. All right, so far from them. So brothers from a distant mother. Yeah, I've so, seen some. some I've seen some very good Anglican believers like lay it down thick. All right, so dude, we are gonna get roasted. Just, just for like, we're, I know we're gonna these two people that would come after me. Oh, dude, yeah, we're, like, like all of the people are gonna be, shut that. Yeah, yeah all the people <laughs> be like, you guys have no flipping idea what they an they do is. say this though, which which uh, which yeah. is interesting during communion. Um, they do refer to the bread and the wine as the body and the blood, but they don't think it's that. Okay, they think yeah. that's a mystery, and I'm like, I'm down with that. Sure. To a certain extent, but um, but yeah, they're not definitely they're they don't believe in transubstantiation. But, okay, well um, that's good. They think it's more mysterious in that way and kind of mysterious. Yeah. Well, okay. So okay, well as long as the gospel's there, and this is something we've always said on the reformatory: if the gospel is there, we are brothers. Yeah, we are sisters. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean we're gonna hang out. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're gonna be like you know invited like, to all oh, the dude. parties. Hey, remember that? Have you seen this one meme? <laughs> what? It's where it's with uh, the two guys who are playing the wizards in the Lord of the Rings. Oh yes, Peter with Jackson. Peter Jackson in his cargo shorts. It's like when Anglicans hang out with Baptists. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like Ian like McKellen like, and uh, they got their robes Lee, and their staff robes, and there's Peter beards, Jackson with his cargo shorts, yeah, cargo and, shorts, and like and, like like and hiking, polo on. hiking boots. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Absolutely, it's, that's it, that's very very true. It's very true, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah, but see, but but like even in that, dude, is like. And we've talked about this before. Even amongst different denominations, there can be unity mm-hmm. that is found. Yeah. Right? And unity that is found in Christ. Yeah. We're not going to agree on everything. There's nope. going to be points of theology and sometimes some considerable 
points of theology yeah. that we disagree on. Yeah. But um, that does not mean that we are not united under the same banner that is Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you take that model, it should be even more true, even more true, to the nth degree more true, in your local church. Yeah. The unity that we are called to have within the context of our specific local church uh, is... I think paramount mm-hmm. in the life of the church, especially after the year that we've just had the the <laughs> unnamed year twenty, and then I'll let your, your imagination fill. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think twenty twenty, COVID and twenty twenty did not cause any of the issues. No, it just brought forward lingering crap that was going on. It shined hearts. the spotlight Absolutely. on the festering rat nest yep. that is disunity in the church, especially in the American church. On secondary and tertiary and even non- Non-biblical issues. Issues. <laughs> issues where you can't go to the Bible and be like, yeah. hey, there's a specific thing that says it. It's just, I mean, it's concepts. We can go to the Bible for anything. Yeah. But, dude- um, the church has been exposed. Yeah, exposed, laid bare. And uh, I had a friend uh, who I was talking to, kind of about this. He's from the south. Really cool guy. His name's TJ. And he's like, he's like, you know what's going on? He's like, the church's taking his fat suit off. <laughs> <laughs> the church taking his fat suit off. And I died because one it was. Just hilarious. But it's true. These issues that we are seeing in the church, the disunity that we have seen in the church over the past year, and that has continuing into 2021, oh, yeah. um, is very indicative and very uh, condemning to what we as Christians hold the most dear mm-hmm. and see as most important. And what we see our identity in, what we see worth fighting for, and what we see splitting a church, and yeah. what we see having disunity with fellow believers over. And in 90% of those cases, because I there are some that are legitimate, yeah. in 90% of the cases that I have seen in 2020, not worth it. Nope. Not even close. Yeah. You cannot... Biblically justify, yeah, the disunity is, we have. It seen. is literally based off of personal conviction, and it's not even conviction. I feel it's like preference. I feel like, like, yeah, like conviction's too strong of a word. True yeah. <laughs> for most of these things, because no, at least a conviction, true. you can be like, this is what the Bible says. This yeah. is my conviction. It stems from scriptural authority. On some of these, it, it's not even that. Yeah, it's them taking scripture, twisting it into something that it doesn't say. Or it's even listening to um, voices outside the church and making them more authoritative. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and here's the thing. Jack and I, like, this is not about politics. Nope. We're not talking about... 
uh, well, should churches wear masks or shouldn't they? Should they social distance or shouldn't they? Does Inslee, sorry, that's for those not in Washington. If you're in Washington, you know who Inslee is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Inslee is the Washington state governor. Does he have authority to do what he did or does he not? That's not the argument here. That's a conversation for another time that can be had at a later date. What we are talking about is how we as Christians in the church have decided to respond yeah. to each other yeah. throughout this entire scenario yeah. that we found ourselves in, right? Um, and then add in um, the uh, basically you know, the three different events that happened with Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and then Breonna Taylor. Oh, sure, sure. Add yeah. that into the mix. And then you got stuff bubbling up even more. And then the add, surface. you know, the whole controversy over the election. Yeah. Add storming the Capitol. Oh, my gosh. Add the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> or not the Patriots, Tom Brady. Sorry. <laughs> With Tom Brady, man, I, I think know. you really don't like him. Like oh, who? Like... Yeah, nobody likes Tom. <laughs> Even the people. Okay, I'm calling Jared C. Wilson out right now. Oh, Jared! I'm calling, I'm calling Jared C. Wilson out right now because we know he listens. We know Jared C. listens. We know. I, I want. I want one of our listeners tag Jared C. Wilson in this Hold in up. this post. Hey, you know how much he loves him. He wrote an article for the church. I that saw said, it. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves, loves you, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> so I saw it. I was right so mad. He's so like, I didn't even read the article. I don't need to read the article. I know exactly what it's going to say. Oh uh, Jared C. Wilson has got this like obsession over over Tom Brady that is like Jared unearthly. Jared C. Wilson is Wolverine in that meme, just stroking a picture of Tom Brady <laughs> in his bed. <laughs> Yes, yes, Jared. I don't know where you are. You will probably block me for that comment. But he, he's in Kansas City. He's in Kansas City, isn't he? I think he's down in Kansas City. Midwestern. Oh my goodness, dude! All them fake Kansas City fans, bro. Jared, you liars. Uh, I like Jared Wilson. He's he. Jared. He puts out some great stuff. His book. Uh, I mean, uh, shameless plug. No, it's not shameless. I didn't write it. Uh, book. Uh, Imperfect Disciple. Very good. Changed Very good. my outlook Very good. on fundamentalism and what it truly means to uh, be a disciple of Christ. Fantastic book, uh, Imperfect Disciple by Jared C. Wilson, because we know he listens, so I expect some royalties. <laughs> royalties? <laughs> All this week, nothing but roasts. <laughs> nothing, nothing but, yeah. Nothing. Oh, dude, yes. He'll, he'll start, hey. Dude, he'll, we should hold a reformatory roast. He'll start, he'll start tagging, oh. he'll, he won't hold back. He'll tag us in post and say, yeah. oh, this guy, yeah, you said this about me. All right. Bam, bam Listeners, bam. listeners, we, 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 we need your help. Help get this, help get this riff going. Help get this, like, this, this little friendly banter between us here at the Reformatory and Jared C., because it always looks better when it comes from somebody else. Yo, right? JC Dub. <laughs> we talking to you. <laughs> you Tom Brady loving fanboy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. We I love it. You'll never get admitted to that seminary. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't <laughs> looking to. So, <laughs> but now, yeah, it's official now. Um, what were we talking about? We, we do this all the time. Oh, yeah. Unity in the church. Yes. Unity in the church, right? So, I mean, it, it was very providential that going. Um, I'm going through Philippians right now. Yeah. Which, if you've, 
and we were going through Romans at the same oh. man, 14. Chap- when chapter 14 dropped, it's like, whammo. I look like Kevin Hart in the church. It's about to go down. It's about to right? go down. <laughs> Dude, uh, Paul is like just ripping the Philippians, right? I mean, in all gospel love, just like Paul does. Uh-huh. But this the theme of unity and the need for unity and why we need unity and what it says when we don't have unity is throughout the yeah. entire book. Yeah. Right? And he points to obviously and and I think this is going to kind of be the the crux of the uh, of the ep is church when we refuse to have unity with each other in I mean especially the essentials uh, but the non-essentials, the things that at the end of the day don't change anything in regards to our mission, right? When we refuse to have unity with each other in that and we allow the events that we see, that we saw in 2020 to transpire, we are sending such a message to the world about what we think about Jesus mm-hmm. and and each other and and each other and even the and and even overall the bigger church body right so the unity of the and here's the thing I want to caveat that Jack and I are not unity at the cost of everything guys we're not yeah <laughs> there are times when disunity is needed if somebody is claiming Jesus isn't God. Uh, not happening. That's not happening, right? Um, we understand that there are essentials that need to be agreed upon in order for unity to happen. We are not the, uh, oh, let's just, everyone love each other and love will cover over all theological differences and all convictions. That's that's not what we're saying. Um, what we are saying is that if both of you are Christians and both of you reside in the same church, you are commanded by Christ through Paul and many other passages in the scripture to have unity with each other and to give preference to one another. Yeah. Right? That's what Paul says. He says he, we need to be giving preference to one another. He entreats Eodia and Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Agree. Right? And he points to like the ultimate reason that we are called to have unity with each other is because of Jesus and how Jesus and and what Jesus did for us right paul points to our citizenship in heaven as being the thing that unites us like look at what christ did look at how he humbled himself right and he talks about just this great humility that jesus showed in leaving his throne in heaven coming down to earth, taking on the form of our our sinful flesh mm-hmm. and humbling himself even to the point of death on a cross, which at that time, especially in the context of the Philippian church, which were comprised of mostly Romans, they would understand that is the most humiliating way to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't just die. He died in the most humiliating way that he possibly could. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Paul says, like, look at Jesus. Look at what you have been given why are you arguing about masks? Sorry, he didn't say that. I'm just, I'm, that's a modern application yeah. of scripture. Yes. Or even like, I'll take it kind of going what you said. Yeah. Paul talks about in 
Romans chapter 14, except anyone who is weak in the faith. And when we say weak in the faith, they haven't had an established, maybe they're very young or maybe they're very immature about something in particular. That's what he means by weak. It says, but don't argue about disputed matters. One person believes he may eat anything while one who is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats must not look down on one who does not eat and one who does not eat must not judge one who does because God has accepted him. But who are you to judge another's household servant? Before his own Lord, he stands or falls, and he will stand because the Lord is able to make him stand. And so he goes on and on. I mean, the the tough part in the Roman church at that point in time was the fact that you had uh, Jews that comprised Jewish Christians that provide, uh, um, kind of made up most of the church, and they got kicked out of Rome. Yep. And then you had Gentiles come in, and then they comprised the majority of the Roman church, and then Jews got let back into the fold of Rome, into the city, and then you have this mixing, this salad, so to say, yeah. of people, and um, you are going to have these different things happening. Do we believe, and I mean, this happens in our modern day of like messianic believers, where it's like they worship primarily on Saturday. And most um, non-Messianic believers, meaning non-Jewish believers, would worship on Sunday. And so Paul addresses that. And then he addresses even eating uh, regiments right. and, you know, regiments and all these other things. And so um, I have had people in my life who I know who are believers and they don't drink at all. And so as to not be a stumbling block in their way, I don't drink in front of them. Right. Um, there may be people that have certain issues with certain foods. I don't eat those foods around them. You know, it's, it's really to the point of, are you willing to love somebody so much that you're willing to not be a stumbling block? It's not that you are, uh, forcing certain things or they're forcing you or something like that. But Paul's really talking about, hey, are you going to love your brother and sister in Christ knowing that they're going to have this Im- impediment or this this stumbling block if you do something in front of them? It's like, probably shouldn't do that, guys. Yeah. So, well, well, and it's it's loving it's loving that brother or sister enough to g- give up something of yourself. Yeah. Right? Like Philippians 2, uh, starting in verse 1. For if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy of the same, excuse me, complete my, my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among you, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And then he goes into the whole, you know, who was in the form of God, did not account equality with God as something to be grasped. And he goes through the the reason that we are to have that mind is because that is the mind that Christ had with us. Christ had every preference (laughs) and every good thing in heaven. He had the worship of angels. He had the communion with his father, the perfect 
like th- he left the perfect situation. He gave it all up because he chose to love us. And Paul says, when you live in that light and when that is at the forefront of your mind, how can you make your preferences mm-hmm. more important than the unity and love that you are to have with your brothers and sisters? And Jack, we have seen this past year so much disunity in the church. Oh, yeah. And barring that 10% that I talked about at the beginning, all of it is because we have forgotten Christ. We have forgotten what we have been given. And we care more about ourselves than others. And we care more about our preferences, Mm -hmm. our personal beliefs, how we think things should be, and we care more about that than being part of a local community and loving each other. Mm-hmm. And that breaks my heart. It really does. When we care more about our political ideologies or our our ideas on masks or <clears throat> social distancing or you know, well, public I'm there, health I, you know, I'm wearing a mask, so I'm perpetuating a lie or or, or I'm not wearing a mask, excuse me, reverse that. I'm not wearing a mask because I don't want to perpetuate a lie, or I'm wearing a mask because I believe COVID is the worst thing since the bubonic plague. Like, people, we are called to love one another. Yeah. <laughs> we are not called to look at each other and slander one, each other, uh, slander one another. We're called to live in one mind. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that we agree on everything. It means that we are unified. That one mind, that that unification that Paul's talking about. It's it's we all agree that Jesus and his gospel is most important. Yeah, and I think that Jesus even kind of foretells of the issues that will happen in the church in John chapter seventeen, where he's kind of a high priestly prayer, where he's praying about the church, and he's talking about how hopefully the church will have a oneness to it as Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit have a oneness that they share in. So I think I think this doesn't surprise Jesus at all to be quite honest that his church is very um sinful <laughs> and and in great divisive need. at times and at each other's throat. I was actually reading it was pretty interesting. I was actually reading a church history book that kind of talked about Of course you were. <laughs> uh, that talked about the divisiveness going on and it wasn't even like crazy divisive like it was more divisiveness because people rallied around certain people at the time. So if this person went to a council and said this all those people would follow them. And if somebody denounced that person, then... Well, we aren't seeing any of that today. There would be um, Hades to pay on yeah. that. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, it's. I mean, in one sense, nothing's really changed. But yet, on the other sense, certain things have changed around us. I mean technology primarily and how we do certain things, but nothing's really Yeah, changed. I don't think social media has helped any of this. Uh, no. Um, nope. Like, it's just created kind of a vacuum. Yeah. To where you can spew your frustrations and your unloving remarks without any real consequences because, oh, you know, you're not gathering with them anyway. Yeah. It's super easy to be unloving over a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, social media is another, another topic, but so the question is, look, we've, we've identified the problem. We're in 2021. We've seen the issues that are here. Mm -hmm. 
they've been exposed. They've been brought to light. Mm-hmm. It's the the guessing is over. Uh, I think I think the <clears throat> yeah. lines are pretty well defined as to how we can identify the problems. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? How does unity reign in the life of the church post all of this COVID stuff? And and, yeah. and even not even post, we're still in the middle of it. Yeah. How do we get the church back to a place where we are unified? I think part of it is going to be taking what happens on the Lord's Day. Like, let's say if your pastor preaches a sermon on unity, that is going to have to be brought down to the people by deacons like myself, like life group leaders like myself, um, like people to like start to have conversations and start to like dig into the weeds about certain things and really challenge folks on, I'm, ca- I'm going to call out people because I've seen this in the culture and I really want to know if you guys are really up for that or if you're just saying it. Yeah. Um, now, I challenged my guys, this, uh, my guys who are in my life group uh, a couple weeks ago and said, let's say, hypothetically, a believer comes up to you and says that they agree with some issues brought up in critical race theory. I'm not going to open that bag completely, but I'm just saying. It's a big bag. It's a big bag, but I'll just bag. say <laughs> maybe they maybe they maybe they'll agree with some things that are brought up in critical race theory. They're okay. not wholesale agreeing with that. Okay. It's like how would you deal with that? And mo- and I if if anything they were just like I think I would the overwhelming kind of response was let's talk about that and see if anything is wrong with what they believe and if it's going against scripture and what we've taught overall throughout the church or any of the creeds or anything like that. And I was really proud of them because most people, their knee jerk reaction would be if I hear anything that says CRT in it, get out. You're a heretic. Yeah. Or, or, or go on the other end and fully embrace it. Whatever CRT says is absolutely true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One extreme or the other. Yeah. Instead of being discerning, instead of taking the time to actually look at things, dissect them, have a, uh, a very good constructive conversation. I think most of them were at that point, but I don't think, I mean, and it took like, I had to tell and, you know, there's guys in our group that knows that don't necessarily believe 100% with everything, with other guys do. But I definitely saw some unity there. But you are going to have to foster conversations within groups of people that may have very stark views, and still say, and still pair, and still come up front and say, "Listen, whatever we say." Do we agree that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ and that we love each other and want what's best for one another? If there isn't a prompt for that, first of all, then I don't think you're going to have unity. I think I heard something recently where Vadi Bakum and there's another guy, Kurt Kennedy, both from like the Wrath and Grace yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of yeah. group, they were like completely going at each other. Right. On the CRT, I don't know about going at each other is a correct statement. They but were on. They, they were, were on, disagreeing. They were on opposite ends of the argument. Yes. Yeah. And Vadi still came up and said, "Remember what you saw 
in our disagreements because we're still loving one another and we haven't called each other heretics on this. (laughs) And I was like, that's pretty... That's... I'm sure somebody would look at Vadi and say, you've gone over with them for saying that Mm. or being charitable in that way. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no. When when that is... That is the model of how we need to disagree with each other. Yeah. You know, and one of these days we're going to open up the bag of CRT on this podcast. And Jack and I don't agree with each other on every point. Sure. We're going to disagree with each other. Yeah. And we've disagreed with each other before, but... Those haven't been massive blocks that gone in between us to, to, like, call each other, like enemies of the church or something no, like that. No, 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 no. And, 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 and I don't see anything, barring one of us denying the gospel, that would cause yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because, because we understand. And, and here's the thing. Jack and I have taken the time to get to know each other. Yeah. And to be friends. Yeah. Right? And our, our, our relationship is to the point to where, like, I might not agree with Jack on everything. He's not going to agree with me on everything. But we know what unites us. Mm-hmm. And we can be great friends because of that. Like, like we need to remember exactly what Jack said. What is it that unites you? Because you're going to find that what unites you is so much stronger than what divides you. Yeah. The blood of Jesus Christ, there is nothing thicker or stronger than that. Mm-hmm. And your differences in, you know, political whatever uh, and, and, and how, you, uh, how you view COVID or how you view masks or how you view how the church should respond to this and that. That is so much, so much weaker. Yeah. <laughs> and so much less important than the unity that we have in Christ. Now, those conversations should still be had. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we stopped sharpening one another. Yeah. And you know, urging one another more and toward uh, the image of Christ. That doesn't mean that we stop doing that. Mm-hmm. But what it does mean is that throughout that entire process, we remember what it is that unites us. Yeah. And you will actually find great joy at the end of those disagreements because you can see, wow, we disagree. And yet my love for this individual is not weakened. Mm-hmm. There is there is so much joy that is found in that. Yeah. That when I find someone that I disagree with on something, and I'm like, but you know what, man, I, I, I love them so much mm-hmm. because of what Christ has done for both of us. Mm-hmm. Man, if we would if we would just let that, if we'd let that reign in the church, we would see so much purity yeah. happen. A lot of um, maturity, too. And a, yeah, seriously, dude. And I think we can get there. I truly do. Mm-hmm. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the gospel. We have the word of it. We have everything that we need to get there. Yeah. It just requires us to put our pride away. Easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all day, Josh. But, yeah, I know. But uh, I just remember um, it was interesting because I know people might have experienced this or not, but I remember going into predominantly black church and the way that they sung hymns and everything like that was very repetitious. Yeah. And I just remember one member telling me, it's like, you know why we sing that all the time? Like why we repeat certain words all the time and do these certain things. And they, and I said, why is that? And they said, well, we need it to get it down deep 
into our bones. Like mm. we need to keep saying these things so we get it down deep into our bones so it permeates us. And that started to make more and more sense, you know, as uh, I attended certain services at certain black churches. And so that was kind of interesting. So, yeah, we need to keep remembering that so we get get it deep, deep down into our bones and it mm. permeates us. But it ain't going to happen by saying it once or twice. No. But yet again, we can't also beat a dead horse either, too. Because I see that happening a lot, where we're beating a dead horse, and we're not having constructive conversation. We're just like, right? This is this isn't just the, this isn't just the Sunday <laughs> school answer Jesus to everything. Yeah, right. Like, like we need to think critically about the issues that we are that we are dealing with. Mm-hmm. But what we are saying is that Jesus is the center to all those. Yeah, and he needs to be the centerpiece to all those arguments. Yeah, and when he's not. The only other option is our opinions and how we think about the situation, which we've seen a year of that. Why don't mm-hmm. we try the other one now? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because we, we'll see. I mean, we live in a quite a very broken world, a very dark world. And ultimately, the only thing that is going to bring change is Christ and his gospel and yeah. how we show that gospel to our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Right? Like that, we need to be getting back to that. Yeah, plus, I mean, people, like, the church should be the visible hope of the world. Amen to that. Amen to that. And if we, if the visible hope to the world is nothing but the visible (laughs) um, royal rumble, (laughs) right, where we're just beating each other up and tossing each other out of the ring... That's not going to be very hopeful for people. That's not going to bring the gospel. That's not going to bring understanding of who Jesus is. Because I'll tell you what, especially within the urban context, you got other hopes, other, other different groups that are heretical floating out there that will use stuff in order to bring people hope. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. There's plenty that the world will put out there and say, Hey, this this is going to change stuff. And even, it's interesting, because even uh, Carl Ellis, who's very reformed, uh, v- talks about the Heidelberg 100% of the time with his wife, uh, K.A. Ellis. He says, like, you know why people are more urban men of color, per se, are going into cults? It's because people are not confronting those men and talking to them and sharing the gospel mm. and giving them the hope that they need because nation of Islam will come to them yeah. and radicalize them. Um, black Hebrew Israelites will come yeah. to them. Yeah. Not Hebrew nationals. Like I talked <laughs> about last week, black Hebrew Israelites. Okay. <laughs> That's right. They will come to them and they'll weaponize them and they'll say the white man has completely, uh, failed you, thus right. you need to go to war with them to a certain right. degree. Or Jehovah's Witness, you see, I mean, yep. there is a ton more uh, cults moving into urban areas because one way or the other, the church has not done a great job of explaining who Jesus is and how we should follow him. And thus, we have to suffer the consequences with that. 
So that's exactly right. No, Philippians chapter two, verse 14, do all things without grumbling or complaining, disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. That's our job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we do not shine as lights of hope in the world when we are at odds and fighting and scrapping with one another. Yeah. That's what the world's doing. When the world looks at the church, they need to see the unity that comes from loving one another. They need to see difference. They need to see the change that Jesus brings. If they just see more of the world, they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So that's what's at stake is the souls of our brothers and sisters in the world that are looking for peace, looking for hope. We are that light. We're the only light. We're the only ones that can do it. And we need to pull our heads out of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Stop arguing. Yeah. Remember what Christ did for you and be a light to the world. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Good day, sir. Good, good day. day. <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> uh, dude. You were eating pepperoni sticks through that entire episode. And I was drinking a sparkling ice caffeine. See, like, you're just over drink. here just living your best life now. Just, like, t- just chatting Josh, about unity. Just... Some of us can multitask, sir. Oh, okay? my goodness. Yeah, and some of us just eat pepperoni through <laughs> the entire Episode. I think Jack's hungry. I think I think he's hungry. Possibly. We're gonna. Maybe. We're gonna. Oh, dude, we're gonna DoorDash. Twenty twenty one. And uh, shout out to Maquano Coffee. We're oh, about dude, to Maquano Coffee. Round up some of their Ethiopian blends. That's right. So. That's right. That's right. What up? I think Maquano's getting like two promos because they got the one at the beginning of the app. That's at the beginning of each one. And you know what? We, we love them Pe- so much. People need more coffee in their people life. People need, need more Jesus, and they need more coffee. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, hey, you know what? Reformatory gets you 20% off all bad coffee. Boom. You ain't getting that Boom. deal at Starbucks. You ain't, get, you ain't getting that deal from old Jofo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I feel like hey. we took a break on ragging on them, hey. and you just brought it right back. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're over there. Hey, give us your money and we'll give you exclusive content. Exclusive. My butt, son. We're giving you coffee, yo. We, we ain't ever going to do that. <laughs> One, none of our exclusive content's worth the money. <laughs> and two, we don't got the time. <laughs> yeah, unless my plan works to get Jack to move up to Everett, we'll be in the same church no, doing the work of God and podcasting, then we might Josh, consider Josh, if anything, content. I'm trying to get you down. Hold up here. We have two cigar lounges <sighs> down in Tacoma, and you're telling me to move up to Everett. You've only, that, you've only that taken me to one of them. The land of milk and honey, per se. Don't you dare put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Oh, you know uh, that. You know it's hard logic to argue. It really is. Um, Pick up a crushing reply and give it to you later. <laughs> In the meantime, while you're thinking of that reply, yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we have these things called the sociables. They are social media pages yes. and websites, or uh, the yeah, websites. What are they, call, what apps? Are they called? Apps. The, uh, the webs. The interwebs. The interwebs. The interwebs. The, 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 the webulars. The uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man webs. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, and these pages will then give you uh, different content and whatnot from the Reformatory. Mm-hmm. So you can follow us on the Tweaker or the little Blue Bird page mm-hmm. called Twitter. Tweety Bird. Uh, the Instagram. Yep. Or uh, the Facebook, if you will. And our, our name is at Reformatory Pod. Yes, it is. Josh, all of them. tell the lovely people how they can give us money to help <laughs> us. <laughs> give us money. Nobody listens to us. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, we have a Patreon. If you would like to support uh, what Jack and I are doing here for the local church, by the local church, uh, we would appreciate uh, your guys' support in that. Um, if you're not able to do that, we totally understand. Uh, give us a like and review. That helps uh, get the podcast out to more people. Definitely appreciate that. And Jack, this episode is over because we have heard Big Eva sing. Oh yeah, you brought that back. <laughs> you brought that back. You, you forgot, forgot about that last episode, didn't you? <laughs> you thought I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. She's here to stay. <laughs> Big Eva here to stay. <laughs> oh, we thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and we will catch you on the next episode of The Reformatory. The <laughs> Reformatory.